Hi, and welcome to Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Please join us as we explore how you can enjoy a happier life and a fulfilling career, things that aren't always that easy in our modern world. We'll be taking a look to how you can explore well-being both inside and outside the workplace, how to prevent burnout, how to achieve true happiness in work and life, and so much more. So stick around. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Today, we are going to be talking about you're fired. (laughs) We're going to talk through kind of complexities. Have you ever been fired? We might share some stories. Um, Have you been let go, maybe made redundant? And how was the experience? How was it handled? Um, And what happened for you? Mm -hmm. So Jenny, I think we just recently had a fantastic example of how not to fire people. (laughs) Do you want to maybe give a little commentary on, uh, yes, on this, this news piece that we've been watching? Oh my goodness. Well, it was in March, 2022 and I was doing the usual news scrolling and I saw the headline which said 800 workers sacked by P&O boss and I thought by video and I thought what so I opened it up and watched the video which oh made me weep it was awful I thought here we are it's 2022 what have we not learned especially over the last few years, about a little bit of empathy and compassion and thinking about the human being that we are interacting with. There were so many things wrong with that video. I mean, part of that was made in the first place. But it was a pre-record. It was the the boss. (laughs) Um, It was broadcast to all the workers who happened to be on the ships who were docked basically to tell them that um, things have been really tough for the last few years. No, no, really? (laughs) really Jenny, I feel like you almost swore on our podcast. (laughs) I very nearly, I very nearly did. And I thought, oh, I better not say that word, even though I was thinking it. (laughs) I saved it just in time. Um, (laughs) um, And I thought, what does he not get? Pre-record basically telling them that, yes, things have been very tough for the organisation over the last couple of years and they've been hemorrhaging all this money. Yes. Um, And they've had to make some very difficult decisions. Really? Well, they are the leaders of an organisation. So hopefully somebody's in charge of trying to make sure that the the books bounce and making things. And so, you know, it's just, oh, by the way, um, one of the things that we've had to decide on is that we're going to get rid of all our workers. Um, And so just to let you know that this today is your last day of work. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. what would you do if that was you sitting there watching this on screen? You wouldn't believe it, would you? You'd be thinking, no. "What the, is this? Is, is this, this April Fools? Fools? Is this is it show? April Fools? Yes, yeah. it was yeah. March. Is it an April this Fool? This can't be possible. Uh, we know this can't be true because it's not legal to do it. 
And and the damage it does to people um, cannot be underestimated when people are taken off guard like that with no warning, no preparation, no, well, maybe somebody's, you know, got a family wedding coming up at the at the end of the week. Maybe they're just about to go on holiday. Maybe they've been saving up for an expensive operation that they can't get done on the NHS or something. We don't know different people's circumstances. And just to sort of yeah. cut them off. Blanket gone. Blanket gone. Yeah. We're making some very trite conciliatory remarks about oh well you know if you if you haven't been able to hear this in person we'll be we'll be contacting you we'll believe for that <laughs> so, and we will be making some arrangements to help you to find alternative um, employment well that's something but that doesn't take away the shock the pain and and it was this curt thank you for your service to PO ferries and I thought oh well, if I was a PO <laughs> employee former, I know what I'd be thinking about that comment as well, because it just summed it all up. They don't give a damn. No, they don't care. And they don't care. And they have no empathy. And there's no uh, loyalty. You know, these are people who have stayed with you through this really difficult through time. Through this difficult time. Right? Yes. Yes. Uh, this is, I mean, it, everything about it is so wrong on every level. Um, but I it's think the worst, mm-hmm. but I think at the worst is the surprise. Yes. Today is your last day. Whoa. Today's your last what? day. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, this whole idea of uh, accountability and transparency in leadership, uh, transparency in business, you know. Um, yeah. Let me see if I can get this quote right. It's banging around my head. Um, with information, people can't help but be accountable. Hmm. Without it, they can't help, um, I guess, not being accountable. Yeah. So yeah. in an organization, if you're transparent and open about the finances with the people who work for you. There are lots of stories about this happening over the pandemic where businesses were hit and things had to happen. There are many, many examples of businesses who did the opposite, have always shared their finances um, and said, this is really scary. This is really dangerous. Our goal is not to get rid of people. We need your help. Yeah. How can we pivot change save yeah. however you want it to go yeah um, and the people in the organization have turned it around because they yeah. have the knowledge and so now they can't help but be accountable for helping the situation exactly but if you're um, not invited if you're not invited how can you help in that option and then it's a done deal and you're gone yeah. i think um one of the organizations that actually handled things much on a much more humane level was the co-founder of Airbnb in yes. early 2020. You probably remember yes. that, Sarah, they where sure um, Brian Chesky wrote a letter um, outlining his reasons for having to say goodbye to 25% of their organization. Again, a huge number of people. 
Mm. But he did it in a way that demonstrated that he really got that this was going to be really hard for those being let go. He came from a place of compassion and empathy. And he said, you know, things about, you know, we're, you know, I'm speaking to you from home because that was at the time when everybody was in lockdown and, you know, it's, he, he, was, he was trying to demonstrate that he was going through some of what everybody else was yep. going through too. So that, that humanised him. Um, and, and he really sort of made sure that people got the idea that this wasn't something that was taken lightly and they really regretted having to do it. And they had everything mapped out really clearly, very transparently, as to who, what, how, and when everything mm. would take place. Mm. And people actually responded in quite a positive way. I mean, there's no nice way to be told you've lost your job. No, definitely not. No. But the way it is conducted can make a huge difference to how you feel about the person delivering that bad news and the organization that you are now leaving. Have you ever been fired, Sarah? I have never been fired. I have been asked to step down from uh, uh, an event that I was organizing. So probably the same feelings, although not quite as, it was voluntary, so not quite as, uh, uh, who fires volunteers? I think I had a lot of the feelings, but it wasn't as tied to like my security and my safety. So I probably didn't have quite as many of those things. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, very similar, I guess, set of affairs, completely out of the blue, uh, you know, done terribly by a person who who was not a particularly good leader um, in a in a reasonably odd and interesting envi work envi environment, shall I say. Um, but yeah, it feels terrible, feels, uh, attacks you, makes you question yourself, uh, makes you question your ability to, to give, you know, even if what you hear is the organization is failing and this is why, there's still a, a sense, I think, of why me. And, mm -hmm. and then coming back into our, you know, many of our own fears of not being good enough, of imposter syndrome, of all those types of things, right? Like yeah. uh, that, that feel. How about you, Jenny? Have you ever been fired? I have. Ooh. Once. Yes. And it still rankles. Yep. Yeah, no, when you asked me, I was like, ooh, uncomfortable, uncomfortable. <laughs> I was so angry. I was mm. spitting chips. I wanted to go out and hurt somebody, preferably the person ooh. who just fired me. <laughs> yep, yeah. And I'm not usually a violent person, but I was feeling, thinking very violent thoughts towards them. Wow. Wow. I wanted to do things to make car to uh -huh. vent my frustration. I think it was because I had, this was when I was working as a GP. Mm -hmm. I was working for um, a person who had a very busy practice and I'd been working there for a number of years, full time. And then I had um, started to set up my own practice elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And so I'd had a big conversation with my employer to say, look, this is what I'm trying to do. Obviously, I can't live on nothing because when you start up a business, you haven't got any income coming in. Exactly. So I said, look, would it be okay if for the first six to 12 months, 
I reduced my working hours to part-time so that I have some income which will pay the staff that I'm trying to employ, you know, the receptionists, and to pay for uh, another doctor so that I could do some shifts there and the other person could do some shifts there and it would all start to sort of build slowly. And that was agreed on. That was was the the, um, agreement we had until uh, another GP was taken on into that practice who initially had opted to go part-time and then made it clear that they wanted to go full-time. And the only way they could do that was if I wasn't there. So I was just taking a tea break, as one did, you know, grabbing a cup of quick, 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 before seeing the next patient. And the uh, employer came in and said, oh, hi, Jenny, I just need to talk to you. And basically, in about 30 seconds said, "Um, so-and-so has indicated they want to work more hours. And so I've said, yes, that's absolutely fine, because he wanted to build their hours up to sort of fill my space. Hmm. But let me go in the in the meantime. And I thought, you miserable so-and-so, what do you not get about my circumstance and why yeah. I had asked to negotiate this handover period? So Agreement. I yeah. I, I was because I hadn't done anything wrong. No. And it wasn't that the business was struggling in any way. Yeah. It was simply that, yeah, he wanted something of, uh, to to guarantee that he wouldn't lose this mm-hmm. other person they had indicated that unless they did get the hours they would leave he didn't want that so I thought okay yeah yeah that? similar similar to mine actually that was interesting yeah. I hadn't done anything wrong it was uh yeah it was it was it was something else and someone else and personalities and all those things so I guess that made it more difficult for me sounds like it made it more yes. difficult for you it made it much more difficult for me, but you know what? Karma happens. Oh yeah. Six months later, the other person had left the other <sighs> practice altogether. And wow. I thought, well, you silly person yep. for taking her on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'd I'd worked out other things and you know, yep. things were starting to gel quite well for my little sort of fledgling business. So it was all okay. But I think we underestimate the intensity of the emotions that we can experience. Loss, when loss we feel that right? That's all it been is. Treated unjustly. Mm-hmm. That lack yeah, that's of it. Injustice, lack of fairness. And fairness is this, you know, this core thing in humans. It's even yeah. in, you know, it's right back in our chimp brain, right? This is, yes. this is back in that. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the uh the the fairness video with capuchin monkeys go on YouTube. It's I have. Fun. Yeah, I, I have love it. You know where you can stick your bit of cucumber, don't you? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Don't you give me cucumbers. Um and it's it's interesting because you hear stories of companies who have done it well. Um, and I know of an organization who who did it very well. Um, and I think this is, you know human-centric leadership for me sits in this space of letting people leave well. So if you know that this is what's going to happen, get people involved, you know, maybe first start inviting conversation, you know, here's the challenges in our organization. What can you guys see? Because Mm -hmm. I've heard of organizations who do that. We are challenged. 
uh, Happy Limited is a fantastic example and, and go onto their website and read some of Henry's stories. But, you know, we are having a challenging period or this is our challenge. What are some of the solutions that you would suggest? So you're not doing anything to people, which in an organization should always be your goal. Absolutely. You know, you're sharing, you're sharing the responsibility and the account, you know, obviously you're accountable as the leader and you're the decision that rests with you, but you don't know best. And time and again, you hear stories of organizations who say, we are struggling with this scenario, usually financial, let's be honest, it's almost always financial. Yep. And when you ask people, they know how to save money how their work schedule might be different. I've heard of organizations where loads of people actually wanted to work four days a week instead, and this gave them the opportunity. So you didn't have to lose any staff. People had a better work-life balance for themselves. People who didn't think they could potentially ask for flexible working um, were able to do that. They had a better work-life balance. The business was able to make, make the cuts. Or conversely, those people were able to go, what's the deficit? And they came up with new and innovative ideas to make the business more successful. And the business was way more successful than it had ever been before. So if you have this human-centric leadership mindset, before you even get to the point of firing people, why don't you ask them to help you fix your business? And it might be that they come to you and say, actually, we've realized this area of our business that we work in isn't sustainable long-term, et cetera, et cetera. And they might say, we think you should shut us down. I have heard of this happening. Yep. And yep. when it's your choice, it's a completely different ball game. Completely. Absolutely. And sometimes in that situation where one aspect of a business is realized to be yeah. of no further value and is shut down, it opens up possibilities and other opportunities and and we're in this world where continual flexibility adaptability is going to be ongoing so being given that option Mm. to realize well this isn't going to be happening anymore it's a bit like you know selling um, encyclopedias door to door we don't do that anymore because it's irrelevant but you can do other things differently. Yes. And all of a sudden you've got another um, team or department that's setting up mm. doing all sorts of extraordinary things. So it is very much, it's a much more fluid working environment that we're moving Definitely. into. And I think that's what I love, especially when it's so inclusive of recognizing that you don't always have to go outside an organization to get help. Sometimes the help is already there. People are just waiting to be asked. Absolutely. I think there's a um, a report from Engage for Success in, um, in the UK here who said 64% of people say they have a solution to a problem but have never been asked. So if you're not in an organization where you have built up this openness to people's ideas and differences and things like that, or if people have said things more than once and they haven't been listened to, or if you've asked opinions and then still done your own thing, 
Mm. That's how you shut down trust, psychological safety, innovation, creative, you know, all of those things. Yes. So those things. if you're not creating this environment of, of open dialogue and welcoming challenges and things like that, then you don't get to that outcome. I think another thing I, I heard about a company who did let people go well was they, they had to let go a certain number of people. And what they said was, we will pay you for six months, but your job is to find a new job. So you no longer have to do your core job, but we know that this is going to happen and we know it's challenging, but you know, you are welcome to use your um, networks here, your emails, upskills, whatever that, whatever that looks like so that we, you know, imply internally, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so again, short-term, long-term uh, costs, um, what a long-term benefit. And those people, if something else came up in your organization, they'd probably come back, wouldn't they? They might indeed. If, indeed. If they left it all, right? Yeah. If they left um, it in the first place, yes. <laughs> so if you create yeah. this environment, mm -hmm. uh, then even, well, maybe you never have to fire people right? Maybe, maybe you have an organization where people take full responsibility for all those things. And there are cycles where people step off and go do something new and then step back on and do something inside and then go over here and maybe work with a partner. And, you know, like you said, this flexible work, flexibility in work. And I think maybe kind of the boundaries of collaboration and change. Uh, I'd like to see that becoming yeah. much more fluid. Um, yes. yeah. And when you do see examples of that, I think I think Microsoft had a huge culture change a couple of years ago. I saw an interview with their new, well, newish CEO uh, and talking about how they stopped trying to compete with their competitors and start, started trying to collaborate with their competitors. So again, if you start trying to collaborate with people who you need to maybe off, off your books, as, as it were, imagine what could happen. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's a huge shift of mindset because right? it's always been, you know, each for themselves and we want yep. to sort of keep all the invaders at bay and we want to yep. squash them down flat. Yeah. Uh, the idea that you collaborate with your, what were previously seen as competitors is, is so um, maybe counterintuitive, but so yeah. empowering because it means that everybody steps up and seeks to get better for themselves, as well as sharing knowledge, ideas, ways forward. It, this is how we catalyze thinking and, um, you know, create new products, new ways of doing, all sorts of things. So all those bring things. it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. So, yeah, maybe, maybe firing people is a thing of the past and maybe we can have a kind of conveyor belt or... <laughs> You know, Ooh, I'm not sure about the conveyor belt ideas there. Maybe not a conveyor belt. I'm trying. What is it like? Like a, like a circular? Oh, I need to. Th I need to think up a a good uh, metaphor for this. You know, somewhere where people can come in and out. Yeah. And are supported in in that movement. And sometimes they move on, and sometimes they, um, you know, they they move off, and sometimes they're they're back. Um, but imagine if you don't lose all that mental capital in your organization if people have to leave right how might that look um 
Yeah. And then there's companies like Next Jump who don't ever fire people. Is that right? They never do. Never do. Yeah. Next Jump is a the what did they call themselves? The biggest company you've never heard of. And they, <laughs> they take forever to hire people. Yeah. They never fire people. So once you're in, you're in for life, unless you choose to leave. Unless you choose to leave. Yeah. And people do choose to leave. However, imagine what that does again with that kind of scarcity mindset, that fear, that loss aversion. Imagine what happens if you know you can never be fired. Obviously, gross misconduct notwithstanding. Um, (laughs) Because there's going to be something. Don't kill people at work, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Bad idea. Uh, But imagine how that opens up a mindset if you can never be fired what might that do what could that do I think it's long as it's not taken as a signal well I'm here for life I can just relax yeah well then I think that's why they take such a long time about hiring because it's this critical mindset piece absolutely they want the the right mindset they want the accountability uh and and the people with the motivation to 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 know that they're they're there for a reason, for a purpose, and they're keen to to build. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, well, let's hope neither of us yeah. ever have to go through tedious experience again. And and that you know, as as more organisations do become more human centric, that mm-hmm. yeah. Firing may become a less frequent thing that we see. Yeah. And maybe if you get to that point, you know, just remember, how can you be kind? How can you help people leave well? And how can you keep those doors open? Those would be my my questions to ask yourself. So thanks, everybody, for joining us once again for a Thriving with Sarah and Jenny session. We hope you've enjoyed listening to our thoughts about good ways and less good ways to uh, let people go, whichever euphemism you like to to use. Um, There's so much room for improvement still, but I think we're on the cusp of seeing some radical change within the workplace. We'd love to hear from you, what you've seen or observed Um, and share your thoughts with us. Look forward to seeing you again next time. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. We hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. And you can always get involved in the well-being conversation at all of our social links in the show notes. Until next time, stay safe, stay happy, and thrive in whatever you do.